You're the court jester with the knife in his hand. Uh, more like a long stick. It's not sharp. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome to Darken the Page. Today we have a special episode. I am being interviewed by my good friend, Obi Okarugo. Obi and I host a podcast together, a different one. It's called Dude Panel Radio, and we answer questions from women about men. We have a fun time. It's kind of like Loveline, uh, and I enjoy it. And so Obi was also a fantastic writer, and he was on episode 30 of this show. And so I brought him back. He interviews me. We have a great time talking about some of the quirky things that I do as a writer, how I see my blog as my my life's book, and all sorts of fascinating discussions. I think you're going to like it. Thank you to Obi for uh, being such a great interviewer, and I hope you enjoy this episode. For any notes, go to darkenthepage.com slash 037. And make sure you head over to darkenthepage.com slash 99designs to check out something really cool, which is my design contest that I ran to create the logo for Darken the Page. And if you go to 99designs and you decide to run your own design contest, the show will get a cut and we'll appreciate that. So without further ado, here is Obi turning the tables on me and interviewing me for Darken the Page. I feel like in the past year or so, you've really like embraced writing. Like I know you've been writing for a while. It's not like uh, this is new yeah. for you, but uh, I feel like with like your consistency and then even, uh, you know, with wanting to, uh, you know, talk about it in podcast, like what was there a, was there a genesis for this new rebirth in writing? That's a good question, Obi. I did have a Sega Genesis when I was a child. <laughs> oh, you were a Genesis kid? This. Oh, man. I, was I didn't choose, Nintendo. man. My, I, my parents wouldn't get me a Nintendo. <laughs> I like begged and pleaded for Nintendo, and they wouldn't get it. And then so it just became such a long process. And then finally, by the time they got me, they got a Sega Genesis. Everybody had Nintendo for years, and it was terrible. <laughs> Nobody wanted to come oh, over my you house were that and play. Kid. I remember that kid. Who had the Genesis, and it's like, oh, he has the Genesis, and we can't yeah. play Mario. No, it's like Sonic. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, you know, writing, I, I think this is the way I describe it, and I think actually we talked about this in your podcast, but uh, so I'm going to try to say it differently. Um, but, you know, writing, I've always been, I've always been writing. It's, it's, and I look back, and even through like high school and middle school, and I've always, I've taken the moments that I think are like the most passionate, like when I really give a shit about something, mm-hmm. I turn to writing. Yeah, you know, I've I've written um, I've written like pages and pages of letters to teachers. You know, some some I remember I wrote a I wrote a um, like a four like a three page letter to my music teacher in high school. She was the le- director of the jazz band, 
and she was a quirky woman and and we had a pretty good jazz band and I and I played the trumpet and I loved loved playing jazz band playing and playing the trumpet but she was kind of weird like she had she did some things that I just didn't agree with and and um and I just let her have it. I, I just like I wrote like a three page, and it was it was some it was really well written. Like it was not, um, you know, because I knew like I had to, and that's what I like about writing is like I can I can edit it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I can I can craft it and I can I can smooth the edges of it. And so I really let her have it, and I just and I told her what what you know what I really thought about well, how she was directing and and how she was kind of like stifling some people and blah blah blah. And, uh, you know, I think it made an impact on her, you know, and, and, um, I did a similar thing with a science teacher in middle school, except I did the opposite. I, I just, he was a really new teacher and I thought he did a fucking awesome job. And I just saw, he, I saw that he was being kind of hard on himself. And so I took the time and I wrote this, like I wrote a letter to him and I just, I just wrote and told him how I thought he was a fantastic science teacher. And, um, you know, I, I didn't have like the emotional maturity to understand what that meant to him at the time because he 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 told me he was like, wow, he's like, this really you have no you know no idea how much this means to me, you know. But I I didn't I didn't get it because I I guess I I can put myself in his shoes now and see what that would mean. Um, but yeah, for writing, me writing, I've always turned to writing as as a way of like really expressing myself. Um, I think it's because I need a filter. I need like I. I know that my raw thoughts are like they're they're like very edgy and they're spiky. So I, I need to smooth them over somehow. And so in writing I get the chance to 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 essentially find out what I, what is actually going on for me and then craft it in a way that's 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 really um well done. I look at writing, whether it's a book or articles or whatever, I look at it like like sculpting. Mm. It really feels like that for me. Where you take this block of an idea or an inspiration and then you start just chipping away and chipping away and carving it and smoothing it and carving it and smoothing it. And, um, I, I love that. I, I actually go back and edit. Uh, one of the, one of my favorite things to do is just to go back through the articles I've written and edit them. That sounds kind of crazy but, <laughs> uh, because I always get to, if it's been like a few months or six months since I read it, I read it in a new light and I find, Oh, and I, and I've, and I've evolved as an editor and I see my blog as a book, mm. you know, I don't see it as like, okay, well I wrote that five years ago. Like if it's on my blog, I'm proud of it. Mm. And, and it's a book. It's just a book that I get to constantly edit. And I'm probably going to do the same thing when I finish this book because it's, you know, there's the Kindle, like you can, you know, I'm I'm probably not going to print a whole lot of copies, if any, at first. So, I I think you can just keep editing stuff because it's electronic, and I'm going to use that. And so, um, that's that's an interesting take to how you approach your blog. Uh, I've yeah. never really heard uh, anyone kind of see, kind of express it that way. Like it's kind of like a book, but an open book that you're continually reworking, in a sense, uh, to make it the most. I don't know what is it update <laughs> updated expression of who you are or totally yeah and i and i won't ch- like i there are i have shifted and taken down some articles if i mm-hmm. really don't believe that anymore mm-hmm. um but like there's one that i that that i i wrote the day like right when i got out of the navy in 2010 which is definitely a different me you know and and i kept it in its original form because it represents a, a really like it represents a phase of someone's life that's important but if I'm writing something and, and I and I see how now that message is no longer serving people, or it, or I could do a better job of it, I will take it down or I'll edit it. 
Um, I did that with an article um, called The Power of Why, which I, mm. I talked about. And I just kind of changed the title. I changed some words in it. and But most of them, it's just editing for to, to make it stronger, not to actually change the message. But I will because I do see it as like a... I mean, it's like a, it's, it's like a book and every week there's every Monday, there's a new chapter that comes out, you know? Mm. And so yeah. it's kind of cool. This is the book of me, like book of my philosophy, which is why it's called Buddhism. A great playwright, Tennessee Williams. He says, uh, the power of a writer is closely related to his sexuality. Hmm. How has sex, uh, factored into your writing? Well, I feel like I'm a very, um, I'm a kinky writer, you mm. know, in a sense that I, I like to dom my audience. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are not in the lingo, the dom, the dominating. So I, I, I sort of, um, I think I take a very masculine approach to writing. Maybe my songwriting is more feminine, mm. but I, you know, I like to, I like to just slap people around and mm. just, just tell them, shut up, just shut, shut up right now. I just, push them up against the wall and that's sort of how I write put this and in your eyes right now. put this put this in your ear right now <laughs> <laughs> and um and that's that's kind of fun for me and and I do it and then it, it's, it's so funny it actually really is a lot like this because I start kind of rough you know I start <laughs> with something rough and then I kind of like I like to bring it home at the end you know I like to bring it by like inspirational at the end you know, it's like you don't have a like your personality is bullshit, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And I'll like cut. I'll just cut apart all these things that I, they think they know, you know, and then I'll send I'll give them an inspiring new possibility. So I won't <laughs> leave them all like crying and hiding in the corner of the room. No, you got a good money shot there at the end. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I do. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's comforting. It's like a, there's a, there's a, but my my wife and I call it nicey nice. You know, after you like after you're like mean, there's like the nicey nice. You know, like, oh, like petting and like kissing. So I do that at the end. Okay. But I start off. It's pretty rough. Okay. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to go this way with the sex question, but I you glad wanted that you like did. sexual energy is in like <laughs> up my spine, out my laptop shit or what? You know. You know, I'm glad. You know, I <laughs> I I, mis- I misread you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like, read oh, me. <laughs> this, the hippie, he's gonna like the hippie question. Watch this. Watch. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, no. It's good. I actually like that. It's, it's so you've you've noticed that you have a certain style when to your writing. You kind of like developed a certain kind of way, or maybe that's just how you choose to express yourself at this time. Yeah, it's like shock and relief. Mm. That's what I do. I think, and I, and it's cool because I didn't try to do that. I mean, I it would have felt weird if I had like planned that and it, I just sort of emerged because I, <laughs> I write a lot and I was like, Oh cool. Look at that. That's, that is what it seems as though I do or I do well mm-hmm. and it works for me. Yeah. Um, and I usually start even, you know, my, the titles of my articles and my, I'm really committed to posting a new article every week on my blog. And that's a big part of my writing. It's something that I really take a lot of pride in. Mm-hmm. And the, the articles, uh, the article titles are mostly somewhat disturbing you know, they're like, um, I try to, I try to at least make it like kind of like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, and then kind of like, and then the first couple paragraphs, I'll, it'll, I won't let up on that. And then I'll start to kind of explain where I'm going with this and then I'll bring it back, mm-hmm. bring it back home with a little like soft touch and maybe some, some smooth feathers, feathery things. Yeah. And I was maybe thinking some, like maybe those, some coconut uh, oil. 
Maybe some coconut oil, you know, yeah. whatever. There's some massage, you know, um, <laughs> some holding, you know, cradling in my arms. <laughs> Spoon, some spooning. <laughs> some sp- oh, for spooning for sure. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I could do like a visual representation of my articles, like picture wise. <laughs> that would be really funny. I'm, I'm already seeing it, actually. It's very, very visual for me. I'm sure the audience as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say to kill your darlings right when you're editing to kind of remove oh, do the, that all the time the yeah. stuff that's not as important uh, or maybe just a little just from the ego it doesn't necessarily help the, the reader but I kind of see almost like sometimes like old pieces of writing as that whole thing is my darling <laughs> like I wrote yes. that as a certain time and that was an expression of me fully and if I killed that it would almost be like I killed, like this, like a, like a, like almost like taking down an, a painting from the museum and then like stomping on it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny. I don't. That's not what I think about. Kill your darlings. Um, yeah, no, no. I, 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 I definitely maybe, don't. Uh, yeah, that's my well, my my version of what they mean by that, and I don't really that totally don't really know if this is what they actually meant, but how I take it, it. It's something that I apply during the writing process. So a lot of times um, I'll have like a sentence or a paragraph or a quote that I love. There's something before the thing is completed. There's something in it that I really like, but it doesn't fit yet. And so what always happens, always happens is me trying to get that piece to fit in the article is stopping the article or stopping the chapter from actually Mm -hmm. feeling feeling like a whole piece, feeling mm. complete, feeling, you know, like good from start to finish. And so that's my little darling. I'm like, oh, but I love that quote. Like, oh, it's an Emerson, Emerson quote. I love Emerson, <laughs> you know. And uh, and as soon as I'm like, you know what, like, fuck it. And, and I, you know, a lot of times I'll just, I'll just wipe the whole thing. I'll put it in a totally new file. I can't even look at it and I'll just start fresh, <laughs> you know. I can't even look at you right now. I can't even look at it. You might, <laughs> I love you and I hate you, my darling. Um but yeah, I will. I'll just put it aside because it is distracting to me when I have like a, a favorite piece that I'm trying to fit in because it's not. It's hard for me to get into like a flow like that. And mm-hmm. if the if the article doesn't feel complete and I'm not in the editing process, I need that flow. Like I need it to be. I need I need it to feel good and 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 have some momentum to go with it. And mm-hmm. Hard to hard to do that when I'm trying to fit a little darling in. Yeah, yeah, those darlings. Yeah. There should, <laughs> there should be a book just called The Darlings or something like all the yeah, writers. We'll be, like, be totally conjointed. Like I could, I could just, I could just pull out all these little paragraphs or quotes or lines that I like and just, just like put them in a in a randomly you know put together book. But it, it would be weird. Nobody would be like, I don't know. Be really why, flowery. Why saying that. <laughs> Lots of great. I mean, it pros. usually comes. You know, it, it usually <laughs> comes from something that's silly too. Like, you know, um, here's a good example. Like. Kind of good example, but when as a musician, if I'm playing, um, if I'm playing in a bar and I'm just taking requests and playing songs like cover songs for like three hours, which I love doing, um, y- you know, I tend to lean towards certain artists and away from ar- certain artists because um, I just have a preference for music. So like, if somebody's like, play some Jack Johnson, I'll be like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so like, play some Marvin Gaye. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll do some Marvin Gaye. And so, for whatever reason, I have I have this like 
um, tendency to go toward like black musicians, for example, mm-hmm. because I think they're cooler. <laughs> or I like soul music, and I, and I'm like, oh, Dave Matthews. I'm like, oh, no, Dave. And I like Dave Matthews, but I just there's like a there's like a darlingness to the to other music, mm. and so it'll influence my decision. But it's the same thing with with writing. Like there might be this like couple sentences in there that like is re- I think it's really awesome, but be just because it makes my like high school self feel good. It's not yeah. really because it's actually awesome. It's just like my preference because I like or like I like I like a word. You know, mm-hmm. I used a certain word that I think is awesome. Yeah. It, it, but nobody else gives a shit. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. I understand. My darlings aren't other people's darlings. I think that's why you can kill them. Mm. Maybe not your darlings. Maybe your darlings. <laughs> I think Maybe. my darlings could, could <laughs> see the lights. <laughs> right, right. My baby is not <laughs> ugly. Everybody else's, though, not as good looking as my baby. baby. Yeah. Uh, what is something that you do as a writer either in the writing process or uh, maybe or just even how, how you express yourself that you feel is really unique. Mm-hmm. It's unique. I don't know. I feel like I make, I make perfectionism work somehow. Um, like I talked about this idea of a sculptor um, and I, I just, I don't do drafts. Mm. I actually, you know, I was thinking about this. Earlier. This is actually something I wanted to talk about because I feel like writing has changed so much with the advent of computers. And and I think that any writer pre, you know, 1980 would would have told would have would have loved the opportunity to have a computer, but having first drafts and second drafts and third drafts, I think there's a reason that's a thing of the past. At least for me, because we actually couldn't do that i mean you can't edit as you go when you're you know 100 years ago like it just wasn't possible Mm. and and it was also it it didn't make sense because it would take you out of that i I don't it would i guess i'm just saying that it's like we're in a completely different place and what's possible in the writing process now because of computers and and yet we 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 aren't really acknowledging that in a sense because we're still using writing habits as they've been for thousands of years. And so I guess I really give in to the perfectionism of it where I'm like, I might stick with, I might stay with the first line for a, you know, a half an hour or the title, the title of something, or I'll just, I'll look at it and I'll just kind of like brew over it. And, and it may not be that many words. I may not be, my word count is not high at all. Um, because most of my words get deleted. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's and it's and it's just I think it's a unique thing that can happen now in 2015 that couldn't happen 40 years ago even you know our parents generation couldn't write the way we write and so that's pretty unique you know even like even people that are in their 40s and the 50s and 60s they they can't write the way they started writing I mean they can but there's so much more available to them now and so so I really think about that a lot in the writing process I think that's really interesting what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Um, Computers changing everything and editing. and Well, so when I first started writing, I was writing on typewriters. Oh, you were? Yeah, that was because oh, wow. uh, my mom had a typewriter and my dad had like a word kind of thing. It was kind of like a little mini typewriter. And uh, so when I first started writing stories, I remember waking up and like typing. Uh, and my dad's typewriter was a straight up one. My mom's had a, had a backspace button which 
was revolutionary at the time. Would uh, it, would it like white out something or what? Yeah, like? but not not very well, and so you couldn't really use it very often. It was like one of those like emergency, <laughs> like okay, if yeah, you had right. to, you got like one or two in there. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of began writing in a kind of similar style uh, where I just kind of write and I don't do much editing. I kind of think about it in my head and then I write uh, and usually what comes out is pretty close to what I wanted, you know, because Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it, um, kind of putting words together in my mind. Uh, So yeah, for me, I love computers. I mean, a lot of my work is done, you know, uh, online and on the computer. I love the ease of, of being able to share. I think that's, the, for me, that's the most revolutionary thing is I could share not only with other people, but with myself. Like I can save a document and, you know, move it to different hard drives and to different computers. And like right now I can open up something. Like this morning I, re- I read a little mini ebook that I wrote like in 2008 <clears throat> about uh, ex- nutrition. And, nice. and I was like, oh. That was really interesting. I was reading like my old style of writing and even even the fonts I chose and things like that. Like there's like a whole style even in the typography of of the writing that I think kind of moves with you and kind of changes over time. And so for me, there's like this beauty in being able to look at old things and things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far as the editing and the kind of changing, but yeah, I'm kind of in a similar, I just kind of write <laughs> and, then, and then boom. Where do you find inspiration? You know, lately, so I, I, I write, my writing is, is very much um, geared toward how can I, how can I, uh, how can I have this be five minutes that will alter someone's life, that will mm. actually like improve their life, that will, that will make a difference. And so that's, that's almost always my focus. And so I try to articulate something that, that I'm maybe trying to teach or share and, and I might do it through my own stories or whatever. And so I find one of the cool things I do that, 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 that just happens naturally is that I get inspired when I can't get through to someone. And so I, I need to like find a way to, to put it in, in writing. Mm. So for example, let's say, you know, I see, um, um, somebody, a friend of mine on Facebook and they write this like, you know, status and they're talking about their life. And I, and I just, I just see, I see the delusion that they're living in. Mm-hmm. Big one lately for me has been this, the American dream illusion, I call it, you know, which <laughs> is this like, you know, if I get more, I'll be happy. Shit. Mm-hmm. And, and I see them, you know, being like, like, I win. I triumphed. I I got more shit, and and it's, <laughs> and you know, guys, it's this is all gonna work out or, or whatever. And and you know, like sometimes I'll comment and I'll and I love doing that. And then the kind of banter and the art of 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 having someone see something they don't see. I mean, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I just go, yeah, that's you know, I'm I'm I would come off like a jerk if I said what I really wanted to say like there. So um, I either make a joke or something, or but then I'll I'll go and I'll write. I'll write the article that that if they were to really take this in would really make a difference for them. Um, and I'll use a great example. Like I, um, one of my favorite articles is is called "Please Stop Believing People Who Say You're Fucked Up," and and I wrote it because I just got really annoyed with a 
good friend of mine, like really someone who I love. And he wrote something about a, a, a program that he was in from another guy who's also a friend of mine who was in a men's group in with three years. But I think I, I, I kind of disagree with this guy's philosophy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so this guy wrote essentially something like he was, he was, he was, ex- he was so excited to be part of this program. And he was like, He's like, yo, you guys need to check out this program. He's like, you wouldn't believe it, but you, you know, like, we're all fucked up, and you, <laughs> you need this stuff. And man, like, you know, but, but, and he just kind of went on about that, and 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 every like, tons of people liked it. It was like insanely popular on Facebook among my little community of friends. And I just made a joke, and I said, oh well, is there going to be a follow up program on accepting yourself too after that or whatever? But it, you know couple people liked it and I was like you know what fuck this like I'm <laughs> like I need to make this point because I see this all the time and I see that we 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 do this what I call this three-step process which is you the first step is is to imply someone is broken which is original sin and Catholicism or whatever all this other shit like so here's like here's what's fucked up about you and then you say oh but I can fix it you know there's hope for you there's hope Obi you know, and then, and then like the third thing is like, and by the way, I just happen to be offering that very thing that helps you, yeah. you know, and we do this. It's the same thing. Beauty industry. Oh, you know, you can't get a man if you're not beautiful. And then here's how to make yourself beautiful and buy this for nine ninety nine. you know? And so I got so upset and I was like, wow, okay, this is great. I, w- I can, I want to write this article. I want to write the article that I wish would actually get through to these guys. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was fantastic and it was well received and I loved it. Um, but that process happens a lot. Which is also this whole idea of, you know, I get inspiration from interactions with people like that really helps me. And um, but I love I love that. And I'll even use people's names. And I I actually took the quote from Facebook and put it in that article um, and and then just kind of went off on it. Um, (laughs) But it was great. You know, it it made a good point. And again, I did the same. They did the whole Dom thing. You know, I like slap people around. and I was like, fuck you. Bang, bang, bang. You know, and and it's kind of was like. Then I was like, and then let's let's get inspired, people. Like, let's here's that inspiring possibility. I think it worked out pretty well. <laughs> Would you consider yourself an agitator? Oh, for sure. I'm like a jester. I'm like the court jester. That's like what a, I would think. Rebel rouser. You know, I like I like using humor a lot. So um, uh, I don't like being a fighter, but I like being kind of a poker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the court jester with the knife in his hand. I'm more like a long stick. It's not sharp. <laughs> <laughs> like a rod or something. With a blade on it at the end. <laughs> like a mace. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, no, I definitely like being an agitator. I like uh provocateur mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Uh, if you want to be fancy. <laughs> I do want to be fancy and I also like being fancy. So uh, But yeah, but provoking. I like the I like the I, I like the concept of provoking people because I'm really wanting to bring their authentic self to the table and to mm-hmm. the, to the discussion. I want to know what's up with them. I want to know what's going on for them. I don't you know, I I I um I have a disclaimer at the bottom of my blog and it leads to an article called uh it says everything I write is bullshit. And and I talk about how my goal isn't to convert people to a new way of thinking. My goal is only to to add something that they may not have been considering before in 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 the service of them expanding what they understand is possible. Not so I'm not the church across the street that says, Hey, leave your church, come to my church. I'm you know, I just want to exist so 
people can see that there's more than they understand and that they can hold all those perspectives equally. That's really important to me. Mm. I was going to ask what you wanted. Like, what is it that you want? Uh, And I know that you kind of expressed like what your desire is as a writer, at least with your blog, with your blog posts. Um, But what does Dave Buddha want? Like as a writer or just what do I want as a person? You can answer it how you want. Hmm. I'll answer it in the context of writing um, because I'm self-conscious about this getting off topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you can answer it as a producer? (laughs) (laughs) As the the former host of this podcast. Um, You know, what do I want as a writer? Um... Uh, I I guess I love the anonymity of writing in a sense. Um, I love in a in a way writing is very cowardly, <laughs> in a way that I kind of enjoy. So you know, as I talked about before, how I I use sometimes I use writing because I don't want to confront people, <laughs> and I don't want to have these conversations. So I I like the idea of me sitting at my computer and then writing these articles and then having them go out in the world and being read by hundreds of thousands of people, and all the while like they don't I don't have to talk to them <laughs> I don't have to see them <laughs> um you know and there is something kind of cool about that it's like uh it's almost like playing a prank you know you play a prank in your school and then you you come in the night before and then and then the morning of everybody's dealing with your prank but you're just kind of like in your car laughing or something um so there's something about that that I love um you know, having this, this, this voice through either a blog or book writing or writing articles for other websites or whatever that, that I love. And although I can get emails, it's still extremely anonymous. I don't have to actually see people and, and it allows me to be more bold. Um, Mm. and so I love that because I, you know, as much as I am a bold person and try to have these difficult conversations it's also there's a big part of me that's really afraid of like you know the consequences of of uh you know saying certain things and maybe i'll be ostracized or exiled you know like there's somebody told me once that in in a past life i was like i was killed for you know like standing up for you know against something and i wouldn't be surprised you know it it's like that's kind of what i'm afraid of like i don't want to i want to i want people to like me and so you know, if I can do it with writing, I can be more myself. I can, I can really be more bold. And so I don't know if that really, that kind of answers what I want, but, um, yeah, it's like, I want to, I want a voice that I can use to really like, you know, I can really like make a difference and, and not have to like actually sit there and have all the Q and a about it. (laughs) Yeah. Although I like Q and a too. Are you, are you shitting on this process right now that what we're doing? (laughs) <laughs> um hopefully not <laughs> it's certainly possible um, but um but i do like talking too it's not that i'm like a hermit i just i guess there's a big hermit side of me that does mm. enjoy um just Her- being a, little kind of a troll behind, like a, a troll <laughs> on my blog you know i can just like put shit out in the world and and say well you deal with this now you don't like it i don't care go to therapy or whatever uh so oh well thank you for sharing uh quite an interesting interesting perspective to switch it around isn't it 
It is. It is. Well, you know, I'm I'm also a narcissist, so I love talking about myself. Mm, mm, so this okay. is not. <laughs> this is, this is quite, I can do this every day. <laughs> I love interviews. I okay. <laughs> I did a, uh, I, I, w- I became a Big Brother um, like five years ago, and one of the things I said that like, oh well, you know, there's a extensive interview process. Like, and I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Are you kidding me? That's good news. Okay. You know, and it was only like 20 minutes and I was like, oh, I'm, is that it? Like, can we can't, can't ask me more about, ask me more questions. Come on, come on. What else you got? Um, so I love it. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I guess it's just the narcissist part of me or something, but, um, yeah. So thank you for indulging me. Yeah. No worries. You know, uh, actually, I do have one last question that yeah. you can send off into the uh, the writer sphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can go back in time, ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you weren't expecting that one, were you? <laughs> Always the future questions. Yeah. If you can go back in time, and uh, and and give say something to uh, to the writers in the eleventh century, and you knew that what you say to them would have a profound effect on writing moving forward. What would you say? You know, um, I think the message I would, that really moves me when I think about it for myself is I would just want them to know that I'm listening, you know, that whoever is doing their thing, it matters. Someone is listening. Um, I, I think that one of one of my favorite things to do is to go on a, a blog from a friend of mine from friends that just started blogs or they're just, they don't really have a lot of audience and I will leave a comment. Like I will put my mark there and just say, Hey man, like someone's out here. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing. And, and I, I don't know. I, I really, the power of, knowing that one person is listening versus nobody and and knowing that because, you know, people listen, but when you actually know that, um, that makes, that means the world. And, and I'll tell, I'll even tell a story about this too, because this is a lot related to the podcast and I've been doing this podcast for, I don't know, like five or months or so. And, and, you know, I, I could see that I was getting, you know, a decent amount of downloads and, and, but I wasn't, I didn't, I, nobody was nobody was upset if I didn't post or nobody was waiting for it with bated breath. And so I did something that totally saved my life, which is like three weeks ago or so, four weeks ago, as I started a Facebook group just called Dark on the Page Discussion Group. And there was there's one girl um, and named Elizabeth and then, then our friend Barb and uh, a guy named Patrick and then a new friend named Mary Catherine. And so they kind of trickled in and I, and I picked them because they had all emailed me at some point and said, this show is really awesome. Like I'm a fan. And, and so I, this group is only six people. It's me. And then I just added this guy, Steve Windsor, who was a guest and also listens to the show, but it really only started as like three people. It was like Barb and, and Elizabeth. And, um, just to know that every week when I posted that they were listening meant the world to me. Mm. And, and I know they're probably listening right now and that's, you know, and so that when I, what I, now what I do is when I post a new episode, I post in the group and I say, Hey guys, what do you think? 
and they they listen to it the same day and they'll say oh i loved it or this is okay or whatever and and just to know that somebody's out there i think means the world to me and and i think when we get started we don't really get that feedback until i don't know maybe years into our work and and it's it's the best and it keeps people going and so i'm super grateful for all the people that have done that for me and and i want to give that gift to people and just to say hey listen like i I hear what you're doing. I'm, somebody is out there, and and to to actually give them that feedback loop, um, I think is really important. So that's what I would do for the people in the 11th century. <laughs> I would say, hey guys, you know, like, you know, your books are going to be around maybe forever. Like we, it's going to be, you know, we're going to turn them into digital stuff. You don't understand what that is now, but you'll understand <laughs> later. You know, we're we we we're going to turn them into something that that's not paper that may be able to stick around forever. You know, and then and that's, I think I don't think that's intimidating. I think some people might say, <laughs> "Oh, that's Jesus forever." I better make sure I get this right. But it's wonderful. It's timeless. You know, we get to actually be a part of history forever. This podcast, you know, will be around forever, and you know, it's going to be backed up on different servers and. Who knows? Maybe my, my, you know, our grandkids might listen to this. and um, yeah, Especially this episode. Yeah, especially this episode. And, um, you know, I, I just think that that's wonderful. Like, that, that, that is, that's what I want people to know. That, that whether they're writing today or, you know, a thousand years ago. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what we had to say, Obi and I have some great conversations on dude panel radio it's about a totally different subject but i think you'd love it just go to dude panel radio on the itunes search bar and podcasts also listen to obi's episode it's episode 30 darkonthepage.com slash zero three zero to hear obi talk about his writing life he's a masterful copywriter talks about a lot of interesting stuff a lot of daily routines a lot of awesome morning habits he calls the morning package and check that out make sure you go visit our sponsor 99 designs do it through our website darkenthepage.com slash 99 designs and if you follow the link there we'll get a kickback thanks again for listening now go make great art